You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I think, you know, when you really love, you can feel sad, but you'll never give up. What happened with Nervosa was not common. I changed all the lineup and the band is bigger than before now. And everyone, you know, liked it so much. More fans became fans of Nervosa. Yeah, it's incredible, and I'm very grateful for this. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you had an excellent weekend. I most certainly did. It was my first weekend back after sober February, and I gotta tell you that I enjoyed life, metal, and craft beer to the fullest. It was a great great weekend and i hope that you did the same this vox and hops metal podcast episode is presented by heavy montreal heavy montreal is montreal's premier metal promoter when there isn't a global pandemic crippling the music industry they normally put on a bunch of sick metal shows throughout the year but not only that they also put on one of north america's best metal festivals and when i say this it's the absolute truth being from montreal and having a top tier festival such as heavy montreal is truly something that I'm incredibly proud of. I've played festivals all over the globe, and honestly, Heavy Montreal is up there with the best of them. I'm super stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to encourage you to subscribe to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to rate it and write a review because when you do that, more metalheads just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. And that would be something that I would truly appreciate. I'd also like to invite you to the party. That's right. Sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing lists. You can do that by going to my website, voxandhops.com. That is V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details for any episodes which I dropped throughout that previous week as well as all the details if I have been a guest on someone else's podcast. There will also be the links for the upcoming live interview Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hangs and, of course, the links to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is available on Apple Music and Spotify and is curated by my man, Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself. Do yourself a favor, people. Sign up to the Vox and Hops' Metal Podcast's mailing list because this is a party that you do not want to miss. Now, on today's episode, I'm very stoked to be with Prika Amaral of Nervosa. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 239. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Prika Amaral of Nervosa, and I am super, super stoked to be back with you. Uh, we haven't seen each other in quite, quite some time. We actually played a show together quite a few years ago. I want to say three to four years ago in London. It was very, very... Five years ago. Jesus, time goes, eh? <laughs> But it was a great, great night. It was with um, Brujeria and you guys at the Dome in London. It was, it was a crazy, crazy night. How are you doing? 
Yeah, I'm fine and now it's summer in Brazil. Of course, there is a COVID situation. I'm a block here in my house, but I live in the middle of nowhere. So <laughs> it's, everything is fine here. That's amazing. Uh, I like to always start with a complex question recently. Uh, how did you cope with 2020? For me, it was a revolution year, you know, and for me, the things became to be better in my life. You know, now I have a new band with a new energy, with a, a music that I 200 uh, percent I love. And we have a really good, you know, relationship between of all the girls. We could record, we could do many things together. So, yes, if it was not the COVID situation, everything was perfect. But of course, it was a sad year because of all the situation around the world. So I think it's um, a very important year. Very cool. And I, I do agree with that, that uh, 2020 gave us all the time to just slow down a little bit because we're so busy all the time, especially touring musicians. We just never stop. There's always one thing. And then, you know, we finish the one tour. We're already imagining the next tour. We don't actually appreciate what we're doing. So I know the next time I'm going to climb onto a stage and look at it, a crowd of people going ape shit because I won't play a show until we can do that. Uh, I'm going to just take that extra second just to look out there and be like, appreciate it. <laughs> yes, exactly. For a long time, for many years, I mean, almost eight years, I've not been having so much time to do anything than the band. So for the first time, I had time to do many things. Of course, not going outside, but inside <laughs> of my house to learn some stuff, you know, to have some time to really chill or something like that. And yeah, but now it's a time to stop, please, because <laughs> <laughs> you've, yeah. you've done it all. Your your bucket list is clean. <laughs> exactly, it's enough. It's more than enough. I mean. <laughs> Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends and talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. What beer do you have on your side there, Prika, that we're going to share today? Look, it's so beautiful. Oh, my God. No way. That's, this is yeah. incredible because I have, I have this, the same beer. How did this happen? <laughs> I'll tell you how this happened. Um, I have very good friends here in Montreal from Overhop Canada. Uh, who are actually a sister company to the Brazilian Rio-based yeah. Overhop in Brazil. Shout out to the Overhop Canada team, Patty, Tatiana, Gabriel, Ricardo, and Alexandre. Um, just so cool. I hit them up and I said, I'm, I'm having a chat with Prika. Do you think that you can get her some Overhop beers? And then we could actually drink the same beer. Now, I wasn't expecting to drink the exact same beer, but that's what they did. They sent us both the Reddish, which just, just came out here in Montreal extremely recently. Uh, all of the beers that they make here in Montreal are based upon recipes that they've perfected in Brazil. So so let's crack these open. Uh, and a huge thank you to Overhop for making this happen because it's just too cool. I haven't shared a beer, the exact same <laughs> beer, with, a, with a, a guest in a long time. So let's crack these open. Let's see what this reddish has. It is a double red hoppy beer. Clocks in at 7.9%, which is uh, surprising for a red ale. Yeah. I love, for me, the best sound in the world is this sound. Oh, my God. So it pours out nice and reddish, a little brownie. The smell. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. And cheers to, to, to Overhop. Thank you again. Ooh, this is good. 
a little sweet uh bitter bite um nice uh, malty finish just delicious interesting i love it i love it Uh, cheers so 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 stoked that this actually worked out um let's talk about beer of course um take me back to your very first beer do you remember the first beer that you've ever drank prika probably shit beer (laughs) 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 because you know here in brazil we have good beers of course mainly the handmade beers you know but the small industries are very good, but the big industries are not so good. And in the season that I tried for the first time, beer was, you know, nothing for Brazil, like, uh, you know, very shit beer. So it was very sheepy and shit beers. <laughs> and I don't remember, but anyways, I love it. I love it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because I love beer. So you are a beer drinker, which is, which is I love it. Let, let's talk about the, the craft beer scene in Brazil, because I, I know how vibrant it is uh, because of my relationship with Overhop, having spoken with Tatiana and Patty, who grew up homebrewing and getting into the whole uh, homebrewing competitions. They've told me it's just insane. So what, what is your experience with the Brazilian craft beer scene? Oh, there's a lot of good companies from the last... Uh, 10 years now, this is it's, it's growing in Brazil, this, you know, uh, this kind of thing. And I love it because the beer is even better now in Brazil. And we have some kind of company like Overhoop here in Brazil. And this is awesome because always when I have some friends outside of Brazil, like in Europe, USA, Canada, outside, and I always present this kind of beer, the craft beers. You know, because this is very good. I love it. I love it. What would be your go-to style if you're going out and you're going to buy your own beers instead of them coming to your house to have a chat with me? What what style would you gravitate towards? I love drinking a bar with a lot of friends, with the fans, doing parties. <laughs> I love parties. <laughs> you know, yeah, I speak a lot of you know jokes and bullshit. You know, and happen, laugh and drink and drink with no stop to the end of the night when you are very tired and you can walk almost can't walk anymore for me this is the perfect way <laughs> well, what would be your favorite style of beer ipa yeah it's my favorite one yeah i love them too i love them very much uh, let's move into uh the soundtrack of your youth when you were growing up in your parents or guardian's house what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio what music did your parents or guardians listen to oh my tablet is very rock and we always listen something like a Led Zeppelin, but old school rock. And I'm a huge fan of 70s rock, like Grand Funky Ray Wood, Jimi Hendrix, Deep Purple, and all these kind of things that, that teach everyone how to play metal today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this for me is the roots, you know? The foundation and I of love it all. It. Exactly. <laughs> what would have been the first band that you just gravitated towards that was your band? It wasn't your family's band. It wasn't a Big Brother's band. Something that you treasured, that you discovered that was your... Led Zeppelin, with no doubt. Yeah, it was my the first band and the first music that I listened in my life was Led Zeppelin because my, my mom is a huge fan of Led Zeppelin. So she had a lot of vinyl and I was, you know, looking... All the the 
the art covers and I was, you know, dreamy because it's psychedelic, you know, and I was uh, like <laughs> with the two years old, the three, you know, I wow. was traveling, you know, I was in a trip with these art covers and it, this is, uh, you know, unforgettable for me. And this inspired me a lot to, to play guitar as well, hmm. because the, Jimmy Page is uh, the king of the rift. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you always gravitated towards guitar. It was guitar was your first instrument. It's something that you always wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. I think it was very natural. You know, I think it was not something that I choose hmm. because I think it, this was in my destiny. You know, <laughs> before I have idea what it was this because it was very natural. I never had, uh, you know. I never wanted to play another instrument. I love other instruments. For example, I, I love drums because I, I think there is very fun to play drums, you know? And I, yeah, it's very, you know, good. Uh, of course, I like bass because there is a very good, I love all the instruments. <laughs> really want to play, you know, to be a musician and other instruments does not make part of me. Always was guitar. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about the, the Brazilian metal scene. Uh, me being from Montreal, it was very realistic that you could start a band, find like-minded musicians. Um, you go to the jam space, you cross, you know, despised icons walking around. Before I was in Cryptopsy, members of Cryptopsy were walking around. So it was very like realistic that you can make it and and start a band and make it was it like that in brazil or was it did it seem farther away look i born in a very small city in brazil so the reality here is completely different to the reality in sao paulo so my history it's a uh, half was here in my small city and a half was in sao paulo but when i start i start here in a small city and everything is very difficult because there is no place to play, or even in, in that season, there didn't exist any place to rehearsal, mm -hmm. you know? You had to have cool parents. Yeah, we <laughs> exactly. We always practice in a room or in a garage or something <laughs> like that. And I think it was fun, you know, but if you want to give a, you know, tap, if you want to grow, this it's very bad. So that's why I decided to move to another city, a bigger city, one of the biggest cities in the world, mm -hmm. because Sao Paulo has 22 million people just in Sao Paulo. So I thought, okay, if in that city I <laughs> can find, you know, musicians to play, I will give up because if I'm not able to find anyone in Sao Paulo, I'm not able to find anyone, never, something like this. But I was sure that it was you know, very possible to to live from the music. That's why I moved to the city as well. This kind of passion always was burning inside of me and it was felt necessary, you know, to to go ahead with this. And when I moved to Sao Paulo, yes, the all the doors start to open and then I, I start to play in many bands. I start to know many musicians. My first job in Sao Paulo was in a music store. Perfect. Uh, you know, and yes, for me it was very happy <laughs> but you know but i changed my job three or four months after because it was a very hard 
job because I had to work something like eight, nine hours per day since, and, and even in, in the Saturdays. So it was very heavy. And I was listening music all the time during the day. And many guys trying the instruments yeah. and play badly. <laughs> and you, you know, and when I arrived in my house, I couldn't listen to music. And I say, no, this is wrong. I love music, but this music story, it's killing my passion from the music. So I get out from this music store and I, I start to work in um for the guys that fix the amplifiers and everything, electronic. Yes, yes, a repair shop. Yeah, exactly, a repair shop. And this for me was amazing because I learned it a lot. And today I'm able to fix everything. Amazing, you know. Yeah, and I learned a lot about tubes, about speakers, about all the kind of amplifier that existed, you know, in all the world. I saw many things, you know. And this was very rich for my musician career. And and every tour that you've been on, you've saved someone, I'm sure. Because there's exactly. always something that breaks on tour every single time. <laughs> yes. I'm my own lottery, you know? That's amazing. And I always, yeah, and I always do all the regulations in my guitars. And I use uh, Floyd Rose, you know, with no fear. <laughs> you know, flying it's everywhere. It's a hard... Yeah, it's a hard relationship when you do too much, you know. But now I know everything and I feel comfortable to work with a Floyd Rose with no problem. So that's awesome. Very that's awesome. Let's let's talk about your first shows. How about the, the first live music show that you went and saw? What would have been the first band? It doesn't have to be metal, just your first exposure to live music. Look, I don't remember because it's a long time ago and my memory is not so good. But I think it was, I don't know the year exactly, but probably around the 1995, 1996, in a country festival here in my city. But there is a lot of rock bands playing, but Brazilian rock, thinking in Portuguese. It's a kind of pop rock with a little bit of influence from punk, something like that. And it's a band called Titans. It was a very good experience for me because it was a big stage and I, I felt you know that energy in the, the live crowds and it was wow yeah this is what I want to do this is my home yeah yeah <laughs> how about your first time on stage do you remember that first show that you played whoa this is probably was with my band yeah when I was vocalist not really no guitar yeah it was the unique band that I, I was vocalist. It was a punk rock, hardcore band with a grindcore influence. <laughs> and I was the, yeah, it's just something crazy. And I love it. This history. I was the second vocalist because the first vocalist is a female vocalist as well. And I was the second one singing in Gutural in a punk rock, hardcore, <laughs> and it was, you know, it's a very original, very original. And yeah. <laughs> And I was in a, in a season that I was, you know, very young, with a, no any fear and drinking a lot and enjoying a very crazy, you know. And I, 
I was almost couldn't sing it because I was very drunk or something like this. That's a lesson that we have to learn early on. Best to learn early on. That, that <laughs> yes. there, is, there is a limit when you're enjoying beer before getting onto a stage to play a show. And you have to exactly. learn that limit and respect it. <laughs> exactly. Now, for now, I don't usually drink and on tours too much. Very, you know, uh, very some days. Just when I met some friends, but I don't drink so much because I, otherwise I will feel tired. I will get sick, something like that, you know, but in a day off, everything is free. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We are on tour. We're there to play the shows. The partying is fun, but the, the reason we're there is to play the shows. So we, we have to respect the fans and focus on that. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Uh, let's do some due diligence and talk about Perpetual Chaos, which uh, dropped January 22nd via Napalm Records. Uh, let's talk about this record. You, you mentioned early on in the interview that uh, brand new lineup. I'm sure you've spoken about this at length with a bunch of other people, so I don't really want to go there or too much. But uh, you, you mentioned that you, you miss them, that you can't be with them right now. So, so you've spoken at length about Perpetual Chaos to a bunch of people. What is the one thing that you haven't said about this in an interview that you would like to say? So I'm very, I know that it's, you know, I'm repeating this, but I can hide, I can hide in this, you know, uh, but I can't wait to release this album. I'm so excited to be on the road to show everyone how the band is working now. And we work it hard in a very short time, but, you know, I think everything was very good and we are very proud of what we are creating together and we are working even more than before you know to give something for the fans to create more interactive with the fans doing uh, the documentary of the recordings that will be yeah, it's very cool yeah in four pieces in our first part in our documentary of the recording i show our first meeting in airport you know, so something cool. that the fans was not, ex yeah, it was something that the fans was not expecting, but it was something that I, I you know, that I gift that I can give it for the fans for the, all the love that they send, all the support. So, yeah, I can't wait to play live shows. <laughs> yes. And too. I'm very excited, yeah, for everyone to listen to this album. Absolutely. And it is, it is something special, you know, a, a brand new lineup. Uh, you, carrying on 
pushing Novrosa, what keeps you going? What was that day when you, you woke up and you're like, okay, I'm a brand new lineup. Let, let's, let's make this happen. What is that driving force that pushes you to go forward to keep Nervosa alive? Yeah, I think the secret, you know, of everything is to love what you do. And I love what I do. You know, anything to make me give up from these. Of course, there is sometimes that we have bad times. But I think, you know, when you really love, you can feel sad, but you'll never give up. Something <laughs> like that. You always will find a way to do this stuff, you know. And yeah, I am very grateful, you know, because what happened with Nervosa was not common. Because change all the lineup, mainly the vocalist, it's not easy at all. No, no. And I, I changed all the lineup and the band is bigger than before now. And everyone, you know, like it so much this. And I wasn't expecting a good feedback because I know those, these girls are awesome. That's why I called to, to be nervosa. But I was not expecting more than, you know, 90% of the people approved the new lineup and more fans became fan of Nervosa and you know uh, yeah it's incredible and I'm very grateful for these absolutely but I, you also made smart decisions by bringing in members who are already in the established acts before so they're coming joining Nervosa with their own fans so it's just building and building and building it into this super group just about yeah exactly it's amazing it's amazing Let, let's talk about releasing a record during a pandemic that must have been something that you had to think about and Napalm had to think about how to promote it, how to do that. You're obviously doing 10,000 interviews instead of playing 10,000 shows. Was there ever a moment that uh, you thought about just waiting before releasing it so that you could tour it? Yeah, you know, I think it's a very good opportunity to work more on the social medias. And for one side, it's better for it to be more around the fans. You know, now we are having time to do more playthrough the documentary, we will record it. We will release some videos in our YouTube channel that we are not usually released because we don't have time. It's true. And yeah, we create a big web store with our merchandise. We're doing some lives, more interviews because in another albums we didn't have too much time to do all the interviews. And now we are having, you know, we are... We're having time to do many things. <laughs> yeah, we have, you know, to use that in our favor. Because after this pandemic situation, you know, I'm sure that we will be in two years with no break. Absolutely. On the road. Easy. Hitting the yeah. clubs, hitting the festivals. It's going to be amazing. And I, you know, yeah. part of me wants to fast forward to be there. But I, I sort of like to, you know, cherish the journey because we're going to grow and learn so much. And it is true that uh, bands should be communicating with their fans more. And, and uh, I, that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, let's talk about if there was no pandemic, if you could handpick the perfect tour lineup to promote perpetual chaos to the most amount of people, what bands would be on that tour uh, just to, you know, putting Nervosa on a stage in front of the perfect audience? Look, I like many kind of styles between trash death metal. So it's hard for me to choose a pack 
because I, otherwise I will be, you know, um, not fair with other bands because I really would like to play with more than, I think, 5,000 bands, <laughs> you know, in, in all the world. But I think the best tour that we can do is with a band uh, that we can learn something, you know, and with friends or people that will became our friends, you know, and where we have uh, a good times, And of course we have a respect. We will understand when the bands are bigger than us and then deserve something special. Of course, this is normal. But it, we know that some bands have, you know, uh, ego very high. And sometimes they try to, you know, to do some bad things because they are jealous because you are calling too much attention or something bullshit like this. And, but this is something that happened. And between of these bad things, we always, you know, make some friends and doesn't matter. But I think the perfect uh, tour is with a band that we can learn and we can make friends and have a party and, you know, situation that we, are, we will remember for the rest of our lives always. It's true. The friends that we make on tour, lifelong friends, no matter what happens, you bump exactly. into that person Thanks. again five years down the line and and it's just we're right back there right back at the dome having a chat once again as i love it i love it so much it's something that i miss and i can't wait to get back out there and that is an excellent answer i like that and and um people shouldn't have egos it's really shitty and i'm hoping that covid helps burst a bunch of their ego bubbles <laughs> uh you guys being spread out across the globe the whole band uh, have you guys done discussed or thought about doing any live stream um for a while we have nothing to do just wait but i'm very positive with the, the vaccine around the world the vaccination and i really think that in july everything will be kind of done you know and we can start to be back in our jobs slowly with some restrictions but it will be getting better and better and for us i'm here in brazil now because we are in pandemic situation we can't work and it's a cheaper country and it's a a very good opportunity for me to be around my family as well but I'm going to move to Europe to be around of the girls. And yeah, all the girls live in the south of Europe and all the counters are very, you know, around, very near. And it's very cheap and very easy to get a flight and to, to be together, to have a rehearsal and tours. We already have some tours, uh, confirm it. One in the summer, in European summer, It will be July and August. And yeah, we are crossing fingers. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> this tour makes part uh, of the last year that was canceled. And then we postponed it for this year. So I really hope that this can happen. We are very excited and probably will be our first shows. I don't know. If we can do before, we will try, of course, to do some shows in, in their countries of Example, one show in Spain, another show in Italy, another show in Greece. Of course, in Brazil, it, it, it's uh, kind of hard because it's far and, and expensive to go there. And when we 
came here in Brazil, we have to do a tour. Mm-hmm. And this, this way we can get the money enough and something like that. But Brazil will have something special after. But I really want to do the three first shows in their countries and all the countries of the world. I love it. But let's see what's happening. Yeah. Yes, yes. And as we are planning to do a tour in USA and Canada, because, you know, we are trying for the last four years to do this. And it was not possible because, you know, uh, we had a lot of shows and the visas was a kind of work. Sometimes the, the cost, it's not enough uh, with the money that we have, something like that. And unfortunately, our tour that was confirmed last year was canceled. But we are working hard. You know, it's our priority to go to USA and Canada. I'd love to have you come through Montreal. I'll come. I'll bring you all yeah. kinds of IPAs. <laughs> yeah, please. It's interesting that you're, you're, you're talking about leaving Brazil to move to Europe. It's almost like you're, you're leaving the small village again to go to Sao Paulo to, to, to dive into the band to, to make Nervosa work even better. So, so here you are this far into your career making those same sacrifices for the band. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, always doing many sacrifices. I think I sacrificed everything, almost everything in my life. But, you know, the fans, all the passion that everyone has and all the good um, memories that I have, all the friends that I did around the world, this, you know, make everything good, everything worth I, I yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, let's talk about young bands. Now, now I'm, I'm an avid music consumer. I love listening to music. I love listening to new music, especially. Uh, what would be a young band, an early release, someone that doesn't have many albums out, that excites you? What, what is a young band that, that just makes your mind blow up right now? Look, there are some bands... I really hope to remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I will wake up yes. in the middle of the night, and you know, holy shit, I forgot to spend something. Yeah, this always happened with me. But you know, for now, I think there's a band from Sao Paulo that call it Living Metal. It's a you know, heavy metal, traditional heavy metal with a little bit influenced from trash metal. It's an awesome band, awesome band. It's very fun. They have uh, something original and it's very good. And you know, I believe so much on this band. There is another band from Mexico called Introtio. I don't know if you know, because they are ready to, yeah. And they are a death metal band and the vocalists have a really powerful voice and these girls, because it's a female band, death metal band from Mexico, they are awesome. Very cool. Awesome. I, yeah, I really believe in this band. And, oh my God, there's, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> You're going to wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if you remember any after, just, just write me and I'll put it in the outro. <laughs> yeah, there's another band that, you know, already released. There are some years of career, and you are asking me for very new. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's so, what excites me. I can use this for excuse if I forgot. 
<laughs> Let's talk about beer once more. Let's go back. Uh, have you ever, would you ever want to make a craft beer for Nervosa? No, but I'm talking with some companies and studying the best way to do this. And I'm sure that we release beer, cachaça from Brazil, and other stuff that it will be surprised. But I, I would love to release beer because it's my favorite drink. <laughs> so you know that sounds amazing, and I, I I'm thirsty, and I want to try it when I get my hands on it. I get a yeah. chance to. Um, one last question, uh, since you like beer so much, but you seem to behave yourself on tour, as you were saying, unless you have a day off, but then the next day you might feel tired from all the partying. Uh, what is your hangover cure? Um, oh, yeah. Um, water. Water. Too much water and sleep. You know, I think there is nothing better than this. But I think hangover make part. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to start drink again and everything will be fine your body will be accustomed your body will forget because you know the pleasure to drink beer is bigger than the hangover <laughs> about beer hangover right because if you will be other kind of drink this is not true the hangover is worse but for beer uh, I think the, the pleasure to drink beer is bigger than the <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Prika, thank you so much for taking the time talking about your life, music, and craft beer. I really, really appreciated it. Everyone, go check out Perpetual Chaos. Came out January 22nd via Napalm Records. I know I'm stoked about it. Thank you so much, Prika. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to you. It passed very fast. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, cheers. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. What an excellent chat I had with Prika. It was great to catch up with her. We hadn't seen each other in uh, quite a few years, but it is always good to catch up with metal friends, no matter how long it's been. Their new album, Perpetual Chaos, is an absolute banger. This new lineup is incredible, just ferocious. I'm loving this record. It came out earlier this year on January 22nd via Napalm Records, and I strongly suggest that if you have not listened to it yet, go back and listen to it. And if you already have listened to it, listen to it again. I am all about perpetual chaos. I'm loving the new Nervosa. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should absolutely subscribe to it on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, you should also rate it and write a review because when you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You can also sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list by going to my website, Vox voxandhops.com that is v-o-x-a-n-d-h-o-p-s.com and when you do that you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that happened in the previous week in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast do yourself a favor sign up to the vox and hops metal podcast mailing list this is a party that you do not want to miss. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I have two more episodes dropping this week, one on Thursday and another on Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. It is now 2024. 
And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. <laughs>